Today is Friday, January 27th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 497 featuring NBC Sports Boston's Abby Chin is powered by BetOnline.ag and HelloFresh. Go to BetOnline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus, and go to HelloFresh.com slash Beat21. That's B-E-A-T-21. Use the code BEAT21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Okay, let's get into it. Welcome in, everybody. New edition of Celtics Beat. Evan Valenti. I am Adam Kaufman. Of course, our special guest, Abby Chin, back on the program for the... I, I don't. I didn't actually look up the last time you were on. I just know it was too long ago, Abby, so it's great to see you again. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I have a few questions. Okay. Number one, episode 497. Do you guys have big plans for 500? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I was hoping that, that you could help us with that. Oh, yeah, over at the, because we, Evan has mentioned that maybe on air, but definitely off air a number of times that 500, it seems like a big pinnacle number that we need to celebrate. What I would really like is, you know, I'm, I'm dreaming big here. If we can get like KG or Pierce or both to, to come on. And, okay. Uh, it, but I, mean, uh, I think that's a great idea. You should on. certainly pursue it. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's a, I, I wouldn't know how to pursue it, but we should pursue it. We, we haven't had, uh, we haven't had Eddie yet in uh, on despite oh. the, the best of my efforts. Uh, but he's, he's a, what I would describe as an inconsistent texter. I was going to say he's tough to nail down. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll, we'll go back and forth and then he'll disappear and then we'll go back and forth and he'll disappear. And, and I, I would very much like to have him on the show. He, you should tell him he is, and this well. is not hyperbole. He is one of my favorite Celtics of all time. I will tell him that and he will love to hear that. And I will let, ask him to text you back. Please, but also, then do. my other numbers question is, well, you don't know how many times I've been on this show. Last night at the Celtics game, they celebrated 2,000 broadcasts for the legendary radio broadcasters, Long Sean time. Brandy and Cedric Maxwell, who's also a part of the network, I know. Of course. Um, and I was just wondering, who keeps track of that? And I want to know, how, <laughs> is, is there someone out there keeping track? I want to know how many games I have been to. So you, it's it's funny you say that because I they so they first uh, well like you said they they had the celebration I guess last night and gave Sean and and Max the on the, the jumbo with yeah. their names on and all that stuff but they first acknowledged it uh, I, like uh, it was a week or week and a half ago that that I think the let me see I'm looking at the schedule yeah it was before the before Golden we left on that trip game. so yeah. It was yeah so it was the New Orleans game I think on on January 11th was when they recognize that was them the official 2000 well, broadcast well so you say that we don't know that because <laughs> no, because i so i well no but but that's but that's exactly like the point you're driving at i called sean to you know i was talking to him about a couple of things and i congratulated him on that i was like man so so that one was 2000 and he goes honestly i have no idea i don't think anybody knows it's like i i think they i think it's a rough estimate yeah, yeah it's like a ballpark 2000 because he knows when he starts, obviously, and or, or started and remembers, you know, that first game and everything. But there have been so many instances over the years where he's done TV, obviously, like Mike's been out or, you know, Max has been somewhere else and they haven't been together. So yeah. he doesn't know exactly how many games he's done or whether they've even done 2000 together and all, like versus 2000 on the radio. So it actually it, it is kind of a mess. Uh, so it's it, it's very much an estimate, but it's a ballpark estimate. So it works. 
So you're saying there is not someone out there keeping track of how many games I have covered. If anyone would be keeping track of it, it's it would be, be John. He's, he's, he's the stats guy. What about what about Dick Light? That was going to be where I was going. Dick's the yeah. master of stats. Like that guy's got more stuff in the middle of the broadcast that really like it'll get Mike to like laugh or or Scala laugh at the stat. And I love when it happens, but he's just a machine. I don't know how he's he does. He's a machine. He's a machine who also is efficient and doesn't worry about silly things like that. So, <laughs> like how many you ne- games? You never know. If have, have you asked him? He might have it. He might have that number. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, think that's in one of his spreadsheets. But yes. But the other he's, this and this, I dig like don't. We cannot disrespect dig like ever. Stats are incredible yeah. for sure. But the what? So the sport, sports stat keeping in general sort of pisses me off like this is a, a whole tangent that we won't spend a lot of time on here i promise because this, has promise. To do with it. this, this is just it's celtics uh, or it's it's not celtics sports in general and it, it sort of is like the grandy 2000 games thing or grandy and max 2000 games thing have they is that all games is it regular season games does it include playoffs because we like we're the, this with the Bruins lately, right like david Krejci just celebrated his his 1000th nhl game but it's not he hit that milestone like three years ago. If you include like 200 playoff games, so I don't know. It's I don't know why we do that as sports fans, and it's so inconsistent. Like in the NFL, when we talk about Tom Brady's all-time passing yardage or Bill Belichick's, how many wins is he shy of Don Shula? That includes playoff numbers. So I don't or like Jason Tatum recently. That's like, what oh, I was he, doing, yeah. he had his fifth career 50-point game. No, he didn't. It was like his seventh or eighth because of the play-in game and playoff career, games. Regular why, season, 50 it's stupid. Game. But nobody ever says regular season. We say career. So why why do we do this, Abby? Can you you have more power than me? Can you start the the engine toward toward fixing this and changing this because it really it's pissed me off for years. I do feel like people specify that. That's why, and and that's why you can manipulate the stats and find the ones the first ever game in the regular season where someone scored 25 points on four or five shooting and hit seven threes and four steals. And like, that's why you can do that. Cause you have to specify that. So I do think that people, those stats are specific to those things. It's just a matter of, is that included? It's, I mean, you got to get back to the journalism, right? You have to state that in your article. And then also so much of the like the podcasting world and TV and stuff that takes time to say all of those things and to get it completely accurate. So I think maybe that's where the translation kind of falls down. But Dick Life is very good about saying this is the regular season or this is playoffs or this is career and when everything is happening. And that's Look, that's my source. So yeah, Dick's great. This isn't I, about I Dick. This you. is about all the other people out there that either. just like to say regular season when it's a and, and, and instead call it a career thing it's it's annoying so th- those were a couple of your questions did you have more numbers questions no i think that was it would you like to interview us <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> that would be a fun change up that'd be a good time maybe that's what we'll do for the 500 um, we'll that's just have kind a of bunch what of i do favorites. every day so yeah well <laughs> for, that's evan that's what we'll do for show number 500 we'll just have like abby we'll have some of our favorite guests back to interview us about our bet <laughs> you know our favorite memories of of the first and we neither of us has done 500 shows either like i came in at I don't know. This is a great three bit. something or four something. This show has been around for a long you time. Came in at four hundred. I did. Even... I I've, I've been doing this show for for what? I I think since twenty eighteen, and it existed yeah. for years prior to that. Yeah. So I 
I came in at I don't know I don't know what number it was. It wasn't even close to to one. Tell you I that. was going to look this up at some point because I know because we get to five hundred, I'll probably should have the stat. But I think I've been on the most shows of anybody in this pod's history. I, I'd have to go back and check that because it's either me or Larry at this point. And I'm, I was filling in for Larry at certain points. And then it was mine, right. and then we we brought Kaufman aboard, and Kaufman just was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll get you on," you know, as like a co-host sort of thing. So. I gotta, I gotta think how far back I go because it's, it's, I don't know, maybe five, six years of this now. I don't know. It's been a long time. I've lost track, but it's, it's, it's amazing that we're still, 500 is a pretty amazing accomplishment regardless of, of stuff. That's 500 straight weeks of Celtic speed in your, in your inbox or phone or whatever the hell you do. Other right. than a brief few week COVID hiatus <laughs> that took place. Well, I mean, there's no we could do. There's no sports there's going sports on. Sports cancellation. You know, yeah. we could have done the rewatchables, but done it with the past Celtics games. But that's just is, who's who's around for that bit. Yeah, my last true. numbers thing. Yeah, I did have one more apparently. Yes, uh, last night was the Celtics' six thousandth regular oh, season. Game. Or regular season. A regular season game. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No, and, that's, uh, that's right. I believe I, it's either, it's I, it was I, a milestone that's, last that's, night. That's, listen, that's and uh, I was so confused because Dick Life obviously has been tracking this stat for weeks, yeah. and uh, and I was so confused as to why the Knicks had nine less games than the Celtics. I mean, they've played, they've been in the league. However, the league, the NBA sure. is measuring these things every single season, lockstep. Um, but I learned last night it's because the bubble, the bubble took away mm-hmm. six or seven games, and then just random stuff in between there the marathon bombing was one for us so that should equal things out but um nine just seemed like a lot but the bubble explains it all so that's i just i I just double checked six thousand regular season that is correct and uh but they've also been to the playoffs like seventy thousand times so 59 playoff appearances so who knows how many more playoff games in there you more than the knicks not yeah yeah a few more titles too so uh all right i i feel like i to apologize, uh, not to either of you, but to our listeners for putting just a hex on this team when we did our show last week Eb, with Landman, because uh, I said right before the end of that show, this team has won uh, eight straight games and this is all wonderful and we have nothing to complain about and and, you know, God forbid somebody get hurt. That's the only thing that can derail it. Well, all of a sudden they've lost three straight games and they're absent like four starters every game. Uh, inexact. We obviously. have you to blame, Kaufman. This is you your do. fault. Entirely. The, 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 the group Entirely. chat messages were directed directly at Kaufman. I mean, this is like, your fault. Good to know. I was it's someone to blame. It's always, it's, it's nice to have someone to blame. Like the TNT I was, broadcast, I blamed them last night for showing Jalen's free throw numbers right before he took the last two free <laughs> throws of the game. Yep. That is, I mean, come on, guys. This is basic stuff here. But here's what I'm going to ask you, Abby. I guess this is kind of the first official question of the show, like 10 minutes in. Okay. Losses in Orlando, in Miami, uh, obviously at home against the Knicks, all winnable games. Uh, well, I guess other in Orlando, the Celtics may never beat the Orlando Magic. I mean, this is like the Shaq and Penny Magic taking yeah. on the D Brown and Todd Day and Rick Fox Celtics whenever these teams match up. Can't beat them. But other than that, shorthanded, miserably shorthanded against the Heat. They didn't have Jimmy Butler either, blah, blah, blah. And obviously we know they weren't at full strength against the Knicks either. But these are three teams that you don't have to worry about, maybe Miami, but certainly the other two you don't have to worry about going forward. Where I'm driving at here is do we care? Like, does this really matter? Do you take anything from these three losses in terms of how you view this team right now? 
I know that Celtics Nation was pretty angry after the loss last night and, and the missed free throws from Jalen Brown and all of that. I just, I can't get there right now. And I'm sorry, I, I, I would like to, I typically like someone to empathize with me when I am in a bad negative place. Um, but this is game 50 of 82. One thing that I learned last season is a, that I had never experienced before is a run to the finals is long. They play for three more months after the end of the regular season. And those games are intense and you have to maintain a certain focus and play with a certain physicality that you just don't, you can't replicate in the regular season. And then particularly at this point in the regular season, that was game 50 while we're talking numbers again. Yep. Last season of 82, the All-Star break is just on the horizon. And I know it's so cliche to say that these are the dog days of summer, but or dog days of the season. But I just, this is the first time, and I don't know if it is because of the finals run or whatever, in, in my 10 years covering the team, that I too am just like, oh my gosh, let's go. Like, it just, <laughs> um, and so I, I honestly, I can't get that angry about it because I'm, I'm kind of feeling those same things too. And so I feel like this is, a natural progression. We see, I feel like we see the top teams in the league. This is the LeBron James who doesn't care about what seed he gets when he's going into the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors who goodness knows where they were at this point last season and still made the run to the championship. So I think that what Joe Missoula said last night is it's tough to do the simple things really well every single day. And that is absolutely true about human nature. And it is why I am not panicking about this team. They have shown us the potential that they have. They are still the number one team in the league and have shown that they have switches to flip. I mean, we saw it in the fourth quarter last night when they needed to stop Jalen Brunson. They buckled down and stopped Jalen Brunson. So, yes, you would have liked to see them do that earlier. Um, But it's there. It's possible. And I just cannot get outraged about a game in the end of January. I agree. Man, I agree with all that. When when Abby throws out the like Joe, it's it's tough to do the simple thing. All I could picture is like Brad with his you know hand up Joe's butt like a puppet. Oh. <laughs> As if ever there was a Brad Stevens. Oh. It's a, it's oh. tough that to means do that's a good thing. You have consistent day. communication between your front yeah. office. Your the message coach. is consistent. That's, that's good. Yeah, are, and, and that's oh. that's not a slight on Joe. It's it's more a point that they are just so similarly minded in the way they think, in the way they speak. It's absolutely true. Uh, Evan, I, I will let you go. But just to Abby's point about what she was saying with Golden State, let's not forget the Celtics. Just perspective. I'm not even saying it for the yeah. sake of comparison, just perspective. Game 50 last year, the team was 25 and 25. It hadn't even really started its run to what it became until this very exact point one year ago. So just something to keep in mind as far as what can still happen going forward. Absolutely. And it's not like, again, this, the, it, this, the world isn't, you know, crumbling apart in terms of like the Celtics are going to be fine. Okay. They're going to be, they're an excellent team. As Abby pointed out, they locked in uh, the last four minutes of the, of the fourth quarter uh, when they really needed to make stops, they made them when they needed to score bass. And the other end, Jason Tatum put on an absolute clinic at the end of the game. Uh, and then the regulation last night, he was amazing getting to the basket, getting the, to the, the rim, basically whatever he wanted. The only thing I'll push back on is the fact that, like, I don't know if the Celtics have that kind of built-up cachet that the Warriors have and then, like, the LeBron James of the world have. Like, this is a team that's been in the playoffs a lot. They've gone deep in the playoffs. They finally got through, broke into the finals, but ultimately lost the finals. There's I, I, as, as much as I want to, you know, get on the – 
like, look, it's a long season. Things are going to happen. You can't get overly invested in one game or one small outcome when there's 82 games. Like, I totally get that. But this is a team that I don't think can afford too many brain fart losses like this at the end of games when the top of the East is so tight. And I think Boston, given the way their roster set up, would like to maybe give guys some extra rest towards the, the second half of the season at the end of the year. And the bigger the buffer you can build on the Nets and the, and the Sixers uh, and uh, and the Cavs uh, uh, and the Bucks, the better, right? I If Boston is going to go – far in the playoffs we all believe and i my my belief is if they'll, they'll go further if they have all the advantages they can have aka home court advantage for as long as they can right the garden is a real as you saw last night like that place has some legitimate energy and it definitely focuses this team up in a way that you know not a lot of arenas can so the more games you can play at home the better um again i still have a ton of faith in this team it's not like i don't but i i as much as i want to get to the, like who cares I, I, I'll get there when I know this team has the first seed locked up and they're going to be hosting every playoff game in the Eastern Conference at home. So, um, I mean, I, again, I, I think they're they're definitely poised for it. It's just, you know, it, it don't get caught up in one loss. But at the same time, like, they went real cold for a long time last night, and it was just one of these things where it got really frustrating. Uh, they let Julius Randle for about three quarters get really comfortable on the floor uh, and get wide-open three-point shots. Jalen Brunson – um, at times got real comfortable on the floor, got in, in, you know, inside the arc and, and had these long two pull-ups that were really not contested that well. Like I, I would prefer to see a little more focus, but at the end of the day, like, again, this team's going to be fine as long as everybody's healthy at the end of the day. But I, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm being overly, overly critical here, Abby. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being, um, a little too intense about the end of the year, but you know, I, I do think there's valuable lessons to be had. Well, let's build on that. It's it's not so much the that they lost, right? It's maybe more the how they lost. Like the the game in Miami was was a collapse. The game against the Knicks was a collapse. These are obviously two games that you know they you feel like they should have won. They were in position to win, kind of gave it away at the end. And again, they were undermanned, so that is a factor, Abby. But sort of the 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 streak of of going cold offensively or or turnovers or whatever the case in the given game. Does that alarm you at all? Or is that just, again, dog days of winter? So I I think that this three-game losing streak specifically is very different. And that is not – that's why I'm not alarmed. And like we've talked about, yes, there were really long scoring droughts, alarming scoring droughts in Miami. But they were without four of their top seven guys. Jason Tatum's on the floor – with Justin Jackson in the first quarter. I mean, and then so late in the fourth quarter, he looks around and he's like, I'm I'm supposed to pass it to you and trust that you're going to make the right basketball play? Like, I've been on the floor with you for five minutes this season. You know, I I don't I, I don't take stock in that loss specifically. Or, and then like you guys said, Orlando is just a juggernaut that can't be stopped by the Boston Celtics. So I'm going to, those two I feel like exist in a vacuum. And then you come back to Boston, coming off of, I feel like the Celtics have been on the road a lot and I don't, I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I just can see how this is happening, why it's happening. And I can also see that there are solutions at hand. And so it's a matter of turning it up and Joe Missoula is really big on the rim reads right now. So focusing in on your rim reads and making the right rim reads on offense. If they have three different possessions that don't lead to transition buckets for the Knicks on the other end, this is a completely different game. Um, and so I, 
this three-game losing streak specifically is what I am not alarmed about. And then you add in the fact that it's happening in the very middle of the season, a week or two before the All-Star game. So that's why I can't get upset about it. I also um, was in the room last night, and Jalen Brown, after missing those two free throws, was obviously, I don't want to say distraught, because he is a grown-up, and he's not going to let you know one game ruin his season and his outlook on life. But he he knew he took absolute responsibility for that. He took responsibility for not playing up to his standard throughout the rest of the game and for not sparking any more energy in his teammates. And so the Jalen that we have seen this season, the guy who brings it every single first quarter, um, I think that he, he knows that he did something wrong. He's taking responsibility for it, and he's going to right that ship. So I just can't get too down about these specific three games. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not saying there aren't lessons to be learned. I just think that in this specific incident, I can't get too excited. All right, let's take one quick break. Tell you about our good friends, our partners, BetOnline, BetOnline BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your top source, number one, For all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL playoffs to obviously pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, so much more. You have certainly NBA, NHL, MLB futures, you name it. Find the latest odds, team matchup, info, player news, game trends, whatever it is you're looking for over at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For instance, there's MVP odds. Nikola uh, Nikola Jokic, minus 115 to three-peat. Can he do it? Jason Tatum is third behind Luka Doncic, by the way, at plus 575. LeBron on the cusp of passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring lead in the NBA. All-time career total points. Career, not just regular season. How will he do it? A two-pointer, minus 275. A free throw, plus 325. A three-pointer, plus 525. These are things that you can bet on because why couldn't you? Bet online, truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to join. Receive a 50% welcome bonus with your very first deposit. Make sure you use that promo code. It is CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so we're spending all this time talking about are we alarmed by a, a, a three-game slide and the way they've lost and yada, yada, yada. What about this stretch they have coming up here, Abby? It's It's especially four out of the next five. You've got it's the right Lakers every week home. in the NBA, guys. Get yeah, I mean, this, this, this is a big deal. You got the Lakers at home on my birthday, by the way. I just yeah. putting that Happy out. Happy birthday. Are you going to the game? I, you know, I should be. I should be. Should be going and sitting. Uh, it's at 8 30 at night on a Saturday. You should also be asleep later. <laughs> I'm upset about that. Yeah, anyway, it's going yeah, to be a late night. And here. I just want to throw it on the agenda. We have mm-hmm. to talk All Star. And if Jason Tatum is getting enough MVP hype. So, we will. Let's continue yours, and then we will, do, we will do that. But first, this this stretch here, rivalry week, rivalry week, like you mentioned, I I I talk for a living. The Lakers, the Nets at home, the Suns also at home. Detroit sucks. That's in Detroit, and then you've got yeah, the Detroit Sixers. won last night, by the way, against right. a less Nets, like the second worst team in the NBA. So four out of the next five are tough games that they're dealing with. How important is this stretch? Is is, is I'll sort of ask the. This is the same question I asked earlier, but with respect to, to this grouping of games, this five-game sample, depending on how this goes, will this impact how you view this team at all? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I usually ride the roller coaster. I don't know where this even keel is coming from. This is not my normal personality. Um, I think yeah, that right time. 
my normal <laughs> level of fandom. I'm very, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. I think that this team has shown me enough through the beginning of the season that I, I see, have seen what they're capable of. And so, uh, the KD less nets, like if they lose to Kyrie, yeah, that, that would piss me off, but I'm, I'm not going to think that it changes their trajectory of the season. Um, and the Lakers we've seen, and we know this about Jason Tatum, he gets up to face other superstars. So, you know, they're going to bring it in the Laker game. And then the Suns, I, I, I would be wary of the Suns just how badly the Celtics beat them in Phoenix. That was a total utter embarrassment. And so if the Suns don't come in here and show out, I think that says more about them than it does about the Celtics if they win. And so, and we've seen them, they had just have a tendency to play down to the competition. This, I, I just, this is not a show me part of the season for me personally. Um, do you guys feel differently? I wouldn't make any huge judgments about this team without Marcus Smart playing games. Absolutely. I, I don't think people really understand the level, like how important Marcus Smart is on both ends. And I know we all, I mean, look, he just won defensive player of the year. Um, I don't think people understand how important he is on offense as the guy who sets everybody yeah. up. And I think we've taken that for granted this year. Um, but like, especially in these late game situations that you're seeing in these last three games. Mm-hmm. Just watch like how like how much more the offense flows when Marcus Smart's the guy either at the helm of it or at least on the floor. We talk about connectors all the time, especially with the Derek White trade, how important that was, how important the Brogdon trade was, how important Rob and Al are. Marcus is that times like a billion because he does it on both ends of the floor as a connector, both as a defensive helper and as an offensive guy. And you're seeing some and of that. And provides a spark of energy in these dull right. days. Right. That's ex- exactly right. Cause you're, you're missing your, your main energy guy. So I'm not going to be too alarmed about much just because again, Marcus Smart's value to the team. I think I got to have to look it up. And last time I checked, the Suns are pretty banged up. So if the Suns were to come in here and maybe, uh, you know, blow them out, I, that would maybe be a little different. Um, losing to the Lakers would just hurt other than anything else. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm with Abby. I'm not going to get too crazy if they, unless they go on some huge, tailspin dive, but I don't believe they will when they have Jason Tatum on the roster. So I will say this is an important stretch for the bench and the depth of this team. And that's something that I believe it was Sam Hauser said the other night that they believe they are the deepest team in the league and it's their job to go out there and prove it. And so there's no question the Celtics had enough to beat Miami, especially without Jimmy Butler Mm -hmm. and had enough to get that win in Orlando. And it is up to those bench guys and Sam Hauser, who we know has been in a, an epic slump and um, even Peyton Pritchard needs to step up and, and take ownership and take control of his offense when he is in those, in the starting lineup in those moments. And so it is, a, I think, an important stretch for those guys, especially when you look to the playoffs and when Joe has to look down his bench and when the rotation tightens up, see who he trusts and know who he can bring in in certain matchups. Um, so I think it is an important stretch for that. I'm not going to win or – I'm not going to do or die by the win-loss column. As long as they don't drop, like, four yeah. out of five and yeah. all as of a sudden – As long as it doesn't go – All of a sudden, the know, seven out of eight, eight going back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah outside of health problems, I, I'm not going to get too crazy here. Yeah. How close and, are and honestly, I'm at the point this season where, like, no, you don't need to be playing Jason Tatum 40 minutes against the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Who cares? Let that yeah. one go. Like, <laughs> not 
Well, and that's been the thing with Joe all season. He's, you know, sort of elevating some of those guys' minutes, the the Tatum, the Brown, you know, in particular of of and maybe that's something with a first year coach. He wants to win. He's playing to win. I mean Yeah, but if ever I mean, it's not like he wasn't on the staff last year and saw how overworked those guys were by the end and how clearly tired they were by the end. I know they had a a a, a mini summer break as compared to, you know, where Tatum and Brown, Tatum in particular, was uh, at at that time last year when it was playing overseas and Olympic games and all of that stuff a little bit different, but I mean, you do need to cut these guys. I I hate the load management era. I really do. I like, I still, you know, think back to the eighties and nineties and when I was growing up and when like none of that was a thing and guys just played 40 minutes every night and it was okay, but that's just not where we are right now. These guys, whether because of them or the staffs or the, the teams and the investments, whatever, any range of factors, these guys are babied a little bit. And so if that's what we're doing, you have to embrace it because you're going to need these guys down the stretch. I agree with you. It's frustrating as a fan. I will say, like, Kevin McHale, who played through so many injuries, cannot walk right now. Bill Walton is, like, has had how many back surgeries because he's in constant pain. And so there are arguments to each each side. I'm I wonder if they would change that. anything, though. Like, if you actually asked them, I, I wonder if they would do anything differently. If they wouldn't play as much, if it meant, I don't know, having an attack in a couple more years onto their careers, or obviously, like you said, it, as as they get up there in age, they're 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 not as as physically, you know, impaired compared to what they might otherwise be. I do wonder. I also wonder how Tommy Heinsohn. He was amazing. <laughs> Such yeah. a long, full, wonderful life, and. I mean, yes, he, you know, had some trouble getting around at the end, but yeah. he was amazing. So I want to make anyway, sure we have time. Sorry. No, oh. I want to make sure we have time to talk about some of the things that, okay. that you want to talk yes. about too before we do get out of here, uh, which, you know, in ten minutes or so. But uh obviously Jason Tatum for uh I can't I was gonna say for anyone that missed it. Nobody missed it. He has been named an all star starter, fourth straight year, I believe. So uh even as he said uh, you don't ever want to get used to that, and it it means so much. And what he dreamed of as a kid, and on and on. There are a lot of people that believe that Jalen Brown got, uh, you know. Wait, wait, wait! First, the bone I want to yeah. pick with the Jason Tatum thing okay. is uh, the the NBA released the voting results. Obviously, the fans voted Jason in. The media had Jason in. The players had Jason in fourth. Out of the East. It's a brutal what group, bro. That? That's a brutal group. I mean, you're making enemies already. There's four and guys. He's just not as, like, I don't know. Is he not as funny? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. And I, I, I don't get that sense around the league when, you, when we go into these other gyms and no one is like, oh, Jason. No one does that. <laughs> and then also. Girls um, in <laughs> and I, and I, I just, I bring it up because recently a scout, um, who, has been at a lot of the Celtics teams this season, was saying, why isn't Jason getting more MVP hype? A lot of people, I mean, there was, I saw one article on The Athletic that didn't even have him in the top five. And it was one of the writers. So it was a sampling. One of the writers didn't have him in the top five. He's the best player on the best team in the NBA, putting up crazy career numbers for him. I know that relatively the scoring is not like top of the league, but career numbers for him. And playing carrying an incredible load for this team. So 
those are my two points. Why are the players putting him in fourth? And then also, I feel like, and I know in Boston we talk about it a lot, but nationally, I'm not sure he's getting enough MVP hype as he should be. Well, what do you guys we, think? We, well, I mean, we've tackled that on on past shows, so it's funny that you bring it up. You know, the, the that specific endpoint of you know, yeah, we celebrate him around here, but is he getting the national hype that he deserves? And I sort of, like fifth is egregious. Obviously, he wouldn't be first on my ballot right now. He would be top three, uh, and I I wouldn't give it to Jokic just and not. Okay you know, dismissing what he's doing, but just, I don't know, voter fatigue or, or the, whatever you want to call it, but he's having an otherworldly year. I just, I wonder anytime a guy is playing at the level that he is, but you have another guy that's playing not at the same level, but on a given night at the same level and overall is, is still having an exceptional season, a career year like Jalen Brown is. I just always wonder if guys like that, and I'm not a hall of fame vote or a, a, a MVP voter or any voter for that matter, but I, I wonder if these guys, take away from each other a little bit in the eyes of the voters, uh, which, which sort of leads to some of that national, uh, I don't know, ignorance for lack of a better word. Well, I think it's the lack of MVP stuff. I, first off, just like kind of early to really have a concrete footing on who MVP is going to be. Sure. Although like Nikola Jokic is insane. I, and if you watch the nuggets, it, he's unbelievable. If I had a vote, quote unquote, Tatum would be number two for me just behind Jokic. Um, you know, Curry, the fact that he's been in and out, that either helps or hurts him. Curry's again at a whole another level when he's in on the floor. The Luca stuff, like again, his numbers are unbelievable, but like the you know, his team is fine, but they're not like thirty one and whatever like the Celtics are. Um, that's where I lose it with Luca. But to like not have him top five, I think you're just not watching basketball. Hmm. I think that's like really egregious. I have a hard time not putting Tatum in the top three in terms of like the, the, the media, I think got a lot of things, right? Like Tatum was number one on their ballot. Um, And if you look at the, the the guard side of it, Jalen was number two on that particular part of the ballot. I think they did a good job of doing things right. The fans are just going to vote for their favorite guys. So I don't really care about that as much. That's why I think the player votes always very interesting. And for Tatum to be fourth in the list, Seems like a slap in the face, but think about the other guys like Katie. Everybody loves Katie in terms of like he's a legendary status. Um, you know, in terms of like Tatum looks up to Kevin Durant and they train together and I think it's great. Uh, Does Giannis, everybody love Joel Embiid? That's who came in third. Yeah, but I, I, it must be like, cause he's like kind of funny, I guess. And, and, but like, I don't know, his celebration the other night, I think rubbed some people the wrong way. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's hard. And I think, I think, I think players respect the fact that like he's just so dominant, maybe. I, I don't, but so is Tatum. Like I, I don't, I don't get where he could like slide up. I guess it's just the media, I think, did a great job of ranking everybody I think, correctly. And just Tatum again, in a, in a, ideally the starting five would be, would be Mitchell, Tatum, Embiid, Giannis, uh, and Durant because those are the five best players in the yeah. East right now. But you have to have two guards. So, Kyrie of all people makes it. I don't know, understand how Kyrie gets there, but I mean, Jalen should have been to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, you guys don't want to. If I if I were if I would be mad if I were Tyrese Halliburton though, because Tyrese Halliburton is unbelievable, and that and that team is successful primarily because Halliburton is an incredible player and an incredible teammate. And if I were going to be mad at anything, I'd be mad that Halliburton wasn't the starter. 
All right, one more break to tell you about uh, our friends, our new friends to this show over the last couple of weeks, and we hope they stick around for a good long while, and that is HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I have, Evan has, we've shown you, he's put videos out cooking on his Instagram. He's showing you a little bit of the, the recipe sheet there. Uh, you could skip trips to the grocery store. We can all, all three of us, you know, tell you how annoying those are, especially if you've got kids in tow, by the way. You can count on HelloFresh to make cooking easy at home and affordable, too, which is why it's America's number one meal kit. So you've got New Year's goals. Maybe it's weight loss. Maybe it's just nutrition, eating better, whatever it may be. HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. So skip the grocery store, take control over your meals, over your time, over your budget, over your your diet, all of it, and uh, delicious recipes delivered right to your doorstep, as mentioned. If you're looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year, uh, I think you know where I'm going with this. HelloFresh, cut back on expensive takeout, uh, hard as that may be at times, believe me, uh, especially when you're low on time. But uh, delivery is easy from HelloFresh. You can get started. You will love how fast. Fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal uh, right in your own kitchen. And again, Evan has has shown you these pictures of the end result, posting all over his uh, his foodie Instagram page. And HelloFresh is is a uh, it's getting a prominent spot. So again, HelloFresh.com slash beat twenty one. That's B E A T two one. Uh, use the code beat twenty one for twenty one free meals uh, uh, and uh, free shipping as well. America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh, Abby. I I don't know if if you are something of a uh, a chef, but HelloFresh is. Uh, you should check them out if you haven't. We did a meal kit service after I had Mabel with the one mm-hmm. child, and it was great because one person could hang out with the baby while the other yeah. person cooked. Then when we had two kids, that all went downhill. And um, now my children won't eat anything that has a speck, even just a tiny, tiny little speck of pepper on it. So. <laughs> Anything with flavor or throwing some cilantro, God forbid, uh, is just will not get eaten in my house. So <laughs> sadly, just eating out of cereal boxes. Yep. Survival of the fittest. Yep. Um, yep. Whatever. Survive <laughs> and advance to the yep. next. That's all I care about. <laughs> sports and life. Survive would, and advance. That's all we try and do. Love it. Yes, to sit down and cook a Hello yeah. Fresh meal, and I know that they are quick and only take a half hour. Still, yeah. Adam, you know, with three, it, that and half, a half hour can be an eternity if your oh, children yeah. don't have you. Yeah, yeah, real, real clock watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> experience. But Evan, you know, you uh, living the uh, the well, not single, but but you know, living alone bachelor life anyway. You can do this all the time. Yeah, and usually I'll tell you, uh, cooking for me a lot of times is like an hour and a half process. So the fact I can do it in about forty five is yep. a huge, huge win for me. I don't like eating at nine thirty at night, but like sometimes it's just the way my schedule works out. I don't, I just feel bad about myself. So the fact that it cuts out on time and I don't have to go look, I don't mind going to the grocery store. I'm usually in and out pretty quickly, but like on Sundays, forget about it. You won't find me in there. But if I can bypass that, things are great. Hello, friend. And not only that, the deal, everybody, 21 free meals, free shipping for, for free. That's bananas. It's like a month's worth of food for nothing. That's just a crazy deal right now. When I hear free that many times in a row, I'm just happy. Just puts me in a good place. All right. We only have a couple minutes left in this show, but, uh, you know, looking down sort of the, obviously, Abby, like you'll, you'll be back with us sooner than later, but looking down the sort of the not quite second half, but as all star on the cusp, like you said, what are your 
is there a worry that you have around this team right now? It's it's easy for us to, you know, you said you're not riding the roller coaster and and good for you. Plenty of people are and that, you know, so just beside themselves over losing these last few games. Others are keeping things in perspective and just saying, all right, well, they're still number one in the league. But what do you think would make you a, a little more reactionary as as they move forward over the next couple of weeks? I don't want to pull a Kaufman and jinx this thing, but injuries. Well, I think are... for that. That's a that's a really awful question considering your history last week. I'm just gonna throw it. <laughs> that's, Abby, that's if you don't want to answer this question, answer, I just asked somebody else. And we that's say it all the time, but you know, it takes luck to get to that point, to get to the yeah. end. Some luck, some and especially some really good injury luck to get to the NBA finals. And the Celtics so far this season have been really lucky to not have aside from missing Rob Williams at the beginning of the year to not have missed any other big chunks of time. And so that would concern me a lot. I, I really am. And um, to the point where I said earlier that let, like, let's watch the minutes, let's manage these injuries. Let's see. You want them to be in prime shape for the playoffs. So whatever it's going to take, whatever all of the people in the medical group, of the Celtics, they have their own wing at the Auerbach Center. Whatever they deem necessary, let's just do that. I want to do that. Do you have anything to tease for Saturday night's game against the Lakers? Are you guys? It's, it's a big rivalry. It always is. Are you guys doing anything special on the broadcast to uh, commemorate my birthday slash LeBron being in town? We do have an hour-long pregame show. Scal, Eddie, all the favorites. Um hoping to get a one-on-one with Al Horford tomorrow at shoot-around. But I do think it was interesting. One of the talking points last night was that surprising run to the Eastern Conference Finals with Jason in his rookie season, Jalen in his second, Terry Rozier at the point, Marcus Smart out there as well, but no Kyrie or Gordon Hayward. And going toe-to-toe with LeBron James in his prime, coming up just short in Game 7, at TD Garden and what kind of experience that was for those players, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in particular, and, and molding them. And that's something that we always used to talk about. These guys have so much postseason experience for such a young age. Everything that Jason Tatum has been through. Um, and even I remember talking to Steph Curry. This was a couple of, I think it was during the bubble. It was um, while we were doing Zoom interviews. But I asked him, you know, do you see similarities between the Splash Brothers and the Jays? And he said, yes, in that we were both drafted and brought up by the same organization. But they have so much more experience than we did at that time. Like our teams lost so – my team lost so much early on in my career. The fact that they have experienced all of this already – is remarkable. And so I think we sometimes lose sight of that. And I think that um, we also lose sight of the fact that these guys are just 24 and 25 years old. Primes in the NBA are 27, 28, 29. And then you look at LeBron and whatever heck he's doing. So I just, we got to enjoy these times. I'm trying to, in the words of Jason Tatum, not take it for granted, you know, the enjoy the journey and focus on the good. Is, is where I am at looking at the second half of the season. That's my yeah. New Year's resolution, I guess. I love it. I, I just only hope we get to a point, and whether it's this year, and I, I really do feel good about their ability this year, obviously, especially given that they're deeper and got so far last year and all of that. But it'd be wonderful, I, I think I say this for all Celtics fans, to to have the conversation about how many 
will they win as opposed to will they ever win? I just, I need I them to. You're doing it again. Don't. I need them to get over that hump. I'm I, so I, that. It's hard, it's hard to win one. Like, it's hard to win one. Yeah. And you can make I know. Things, you could go I know, so win the one. Win the one. Not one, two. not two, not three, not I'm four. Not, I'm not, no, I, I won't get into any of that until they win the one. Win the one, and then we can worry about the not yeah. two, not three, not four. But win the one. Right. Because that's, there's it's, so much here. There's so much here. There's all a right. lot here. This team has accomplished a lot and not a lot of time. And I, again, as Abby says, we take that for granted all the time. They're t- Seth Curry didn't win until he was 26. And Jason Tatum is about to enter his, you know, 25th birthday in a, in a few weeks here. Uh, and he's scoring. The one thing that we didn't talk about, Jason Tatum, they talked about in the broadcast last night, is on pace to break Larry Bird's all-time square record for a season at age 24, 25. And because they've experienced so much winning so far that, that we barely even register that. Larry Bird, one of the greatest players in the history of basketball, arguably – the greatest Celtic, I'd say second after obviously Bill Russell, whose documentary is coming out soon. Um, okay. you know, I, it, we, we definitely don't put perspective on what they've accomplished at their age because we're so used to it. But like, this is not how it goes ever. Is this normal? is amazing. So Kaufman, we're here to put you in, uh, and we're trying to get rid of all your bad juju here with all you trying to Please. think of project things. It's crazy. Yeah. That Bill Russell uh, two-part Netflix documentary, by the way, premieres on February 8th. We're hoping to get the director of that program on with us to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, all, all the ins and outs of it. So maybe, just maybe, that will even come your way next week. We will see. Episode, the- oh, okay. I was going to say episode 500. No, 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 no. Wait, talk, talk, to, talk to Eddie. Tell Eddie. that okay. uh, Shoot Eddie a text. Maybe he'll respond to you and tell him that uh, we we got to get him on. Got to get him on. We're okay, clam- I'll, I'll take. I'll, I'll, grab let him, I'll let him on Saturday. I'll say I'll it's grab- his birthday. You gotta commit yeah, to something. That, yeah, to help a guy out. Tell him to you know just shoot me a text from the garden. I'll pull his jersey out of the closet. We'll make it happen. It'll be great. I'll sit here and wear it. One I of the hardest it. jerseys I, I I ever efforted to find many many years ago. By the way, I got it like out of a guy's trunk. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in to uh, Celtics Beat, Abby Chin and Valenti. I'm Adam Kaufman. This show, of course, is uh, powered by both betonline.ag and HelloFresh. We will catch you next time, and uh, the Celtics, God willing, will have ended this skit. See you later. Hey!